0: There was an idea, The two podcasters could join together and cover every single superhero television show and movie that exists. Scott and Chris combined their talents to form Bingestorm, and to make this idea a reality. Then Barry Allen popped in and reminded us that short of having time altering super speed, there's no way in hell we can accomplish that in one lifetime, we'll do what we can. So, anywho, welcome to Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. Hi, and welcome to Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. Very, very late uh, this week, I do apologize. Um, Hopefully get this in right before the the season finale, which is uh, the 10th episode, but we're going to do some quick recaps of 8 and 9 this week. Uh, I'm here with Pat Delmore tonight. Hero! Hero couldn't make it. Um, I was not supposed to be on this podcast at all. I was taking a little vacation slash emergency thing the last couple of weeks and trying to get these guys to do it for me but they had life events as well and so I decided to come back out of temporary retirement to, to wrap these two up and get ready for next week uh, more importantly now because I didn't realize until like last week and I started reading some of the trades on and other reviews that like the, the 10th episode is actually the season finale this year so I, I was under the impression that it had 13 episodes at least, like, last season, but... So, I don't know if that's good news or bad news. What do you think, Pat?
1: I hope it's good news. I want to see, you know, a kick-ass season finale where all three story... Well, is it three or four storylines? I'm trying to remember. You got uh, Everybody's no. on the Bus. Yeah. Uh, you got Jesse's thing. You got the vampires. And then you got what's happening at Angelville, where none of them were for the last several episodes, Yeah, so, yeah, I, it's kind of four plot
0: lines yeah, and hopefully they can they can wrap them up deftly but I, I guess we should get from, from there, or here to there first, and uh, do these two so you're going to read the first one for us, I guess uh, okay the, yeah. the Tom Brady yes, episode
1: 8, the Tom Brady mm-hmm. we're, we're just going to do kind of, yeah the
0: short little ones this <laughs> week, and we'll do the full full exhausting recap uh, for the finale so we'll we'll try to remember and show them the the details that these don't get. But have at it, sir. Jesse grabs Hairstar's
1: gun and shoots at the Allfather, who keeps his soul fragment inside his rectum, but succeeds only to wound him. Star is reluctant to kill his superior himself. When Jesse is overwhelmed by the Allfather's bodyguards, he is strapped to a gurney. Grail scientists managed to extract Genesis from his body after several unsuccessful attempts transfer it to a Humperdue clone who now possesses its power. The clone is executed before the real Humperdue is brought into the room. Meanwhile, Marie Liongel negotiates with Satan, who c- would claim her soul after her death to deliver Tulip to him instead.
0: I love how Satan dismisses TC, who's very overwhelmed with yes. him showing up, and, <laughs> and he's just like, "Why don't you go hump a duck or something or whatever you're into these days?" <laughs> and of course, he does a classic, "Here's Johnny" when, when being introduced to so.
1: Satan. Sends Sidney, the angel of death, on an errand to get tulip Cassidy and Icarius capture the Grail operative Hoover, who is after them, and turn him with Star's consent. To dispatch him into a vampire. Cassidy finds out that Acarius has murdered all the other vampires in order to increase his supernatural abilities and confronts him. In the process, Cassidy is knocked unconscious by Acarius and Hoover escapes. Tulip, Featherstone, and Jody manage to rob the vault of the soul dealing company in Osaka, Japan. Upon their return, they are stopped. By Sydney, but Tulip tricks her into taking Featherstone, who still carries the suitcase full of souls, with her instead of herself. At a bus stop in hell, they meet the Saint of Killers with Eugene and Hitler. Hitler persuades Featherstone to borrow her cell phone so he can send a message to a friend at the diner.
0: One of his co workers there that was listening to him intently (laughs) is now apparently a full on Nazi and (laughs) is going to come to Hilter's rescue. Um. Yeah, some real good stuff in, in this one, not the least of which, of course, uh, you know, Humperdoo after Humperdoo exploding in bloody intestines and, and just, you know, just the best exploding person special effects you can see on TV these days. And probably the only place... Yep. Uh, it's just a beautiful little montage to, uh, isn't it a Vivaldi tune they're using, the, the one they used from 2001 basically? Uh, it's probably not Vivaldi, I should have looked this up, but you know, good symphonic music that was in 2001 A Space Odyssey as he's exploding, get this montage of just clone after clone exploding. So uh, we, we we get a little explanation about why the the episode's called the Tom Brady too, you know. Which, yes. Which, uh, which Thomas Jefferson and uh, Wayne Brady? Uh, yeah. <laughs> because, because we get uh, Doctor Slotnick comes out and explains that she's making this, you know, to to make the transfer of Genesis, you know, work right. She's got to use this DNA, you know, cocktail of, of two different people. So they have to find. the, the Balanced mix of good and evil that Jesse apparently has in him, because he can deal with Genesis. But so they keep trying things on Humberdew clones, and it doesn't work um, until they find yeah, uh, Tom Jefferson and, and Wayne Brady is apparently the uh, perfect mix of good and evil. Who knew? <laughs> and, uh, so so they're gonna try that on. They they actually do try it on. You know, one of the Humperdoos No, um, who uses a. Uh, who uses the uh, you know the, the word uh, to make Allfather and uh, Jesse bow to him, and then Doctor Slotnick comes in and shoots him in the head, and they're going to roll out you know the real copy of, or the the original Humberdew presumably in the next episode. But you know, that was definitely a highlight. The exploding Humper-Doo's, Um just perfect. <laughs> Negotiations with Satan was great. I just I want to see that version of Satan in like every show now. Uh, and I know you're, like, the, the Al Pacino Satan guy, but I, I still love the traditional.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, it was it's a good way of showing, you know, that Madame Longelle is so evil that she can easily have, you know, the devil over for tea and not...
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's, and I yeah, it's, it's almost implied that there might have been a little hanky-panky going on, you know? Yeah. I was surprised when you called, you know, was like, I haven't <laughs> seen you in a while, Marie... Um, yeah, and she, of course, offers up Jesse, you know, and then Genesis, which I'm sure is going to come to a head somehow, uh, probably. Uh, uh, yeah, Santa Killers and Eugene, briefly, and Hitler, so that's always cool. Uh, and of course, uh, Cassidy, you know, works out that Icarus is, is a murderer because he's trying to send off Hoover to the Wild Blue Yonders early.
1: <laughs> I really yeah. like
0: Hoover. Yeah, yeah. The actor's killing it. He's <laughs> a happy vampire. He's like the happiest we've seen him in the show, pretty much, is a vampire. <laughs> you um, and I love the little, uh, you know, the infiltration that, that Tulip and Featherstone and, and Jesse are using, or not Jesse, yeah, Jody, are using the beginning of you know robbing the soul place is they're doing a seminar on sexual harassment for the company you know, oh that was so good and acting out you know these sexual harassment scenarios and, and Featherstone gets Tulip to grab you know one of the executives ass and yeah it was just freaking hilarious which is you know kind of why she got back back on her on the bus and, and sent hell her way <laughs> mm. um, But yeah, definitely a a packed. I mean, they they threw everything, every character in this one, so that was kind of cool. And and we're gonna have to keep doing that. I'm still kind of amazed that it's only ten episodes because it just felt like we had so much farther to go. So I just, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic but scared about you know the finale and how they're gonna do that. I don't. It'll definitely tell a tale. Like if they wrap up all the storylines, like, including God and the devil, then we know they get another season, but if it leaves it hanging like season two did, we're we're definitely getting another season. So if it's just like the end of the Langelle line at the end of this episode, we keep our fingers crossed and hope they're going to take us further. Because I don't like that we've separated the, the three, you know, for a good few episodes in this one. I don't think one episode of getting Cassidy back is enough for me, so...
1: no. And we haven't got near enough with uh, what's going on with Tulip and God.
0: Yeah. So, I, so unless I, it's like an extra long episode next next week, they they get a lot. Or this week, by the time you guys hear it tonight, probably. Um, yeah, they get a lot to tie up. So I'm concerned, to be honest with you.
1: It would uh, it would be an, it would be an easy thing to drop the ball in one episode.
0: And the but other just, thing that worries me a little is. Uh, okay Sam Caitlin did re, did write the first uh, first episode of this season and he's writing and directing this one he wrote quite a bit last huh. season uh, he's writing and directing and it's like almost it's good when one of the creators you know wants to do that and to wrap things up himself and make sure it gets tied off right, but it also could mean it's the end of the line for everything and you know, he's the last guy to get shit done or something. I don't know. But well, let's move on to our Schwanzkopf, I guess. Not written by Sam Caitlin, um, but episode nine. Germans, send your uh, complaints to Scott Productions at gmail.com Uh, Jesse manages to transfer Genesis into the All-Father, uh, kind of tricks him, and he causes him to go full Mr. Kratso and explode, and Genesis returns to Jesse, and and Jesse literally plucks his soul out of what's left of Mr. uh, All-Father, which is his hanging rectum, uh, which is just as graphic (laughs) as you'd think it would be. Uh, I had told Mr. Honeywell uh, that you Know the leader of us, merry band of misfits called the two true freaks. That you should be watching this show. And I, I don't know, I don't even know if he's ever read like Preacher, but I'm like, dude, this is this show reaches like Ash vs. Evil Dead levels of gore. You have no idea. You need to be fucking watching this. Um, and this was a pretty good one. I definitely full, Mr. So I think like Seth Rogan has just been dying to do the exploding. Huge body gag in you know, all his life. Yep, um, he did it well. Uh, I'm surprised John Cleese didn't pop in to offer him a or thin, thin mint before he did it. Um, That'd so, be funny. Yeah. So he he's, would have been a good. No, but I'm the real god. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he f- have a little Terry Gilliam animation pop in, yeah. Um, he fights successfully with Harris Star, Jesse, of course, uh, for the vial once came out of his rectum, and uh, gets his power back. And when Star explains to him that the All Father has already set in motion a uh, plan to destroy the world, as he explained a couple episodes ago, he's going to release you know all the nuclear weapons. We um, get a nice little montage of how that's going to happen and uh, put Humperdue in charge, you know, whatever's left of humanity at that point. It wouldn't be much. Uh, but Jesse wants to kill Humperdue, um, but he just can't bring himself to shoot him, so instead he releases him, along with his thousands, presumably, of remaining clones, um, which several just walk out into traffic, of course, get splatted, and you know, I'm sure there'll be a nice little montage of, of what happened to some of the other ones, maybe next episode, fingers crossed. And, yep, they just all wander out into the street, and, uh, Jesse walks off and departs to Angelville. Star finds out that, uh, Hoover's, uh, been turned into a vampire, but, he, you know, Hoover's like, I'm still a team player, sir, you know, even though I'm a vampire. And Star is basically unconcerned at this point. Uh... Although, oh, we forgot to mention uh, Jesse's one, you know, we're, we're, we're possibly expecting oh, Jesse yes. to use the word on him, you know, he's like, oh, please don't, you know, make me do anything ridiculous, and, you know, with, with the voice, and Jesse's just like, no more hats, so of because <laughs> he wears like three hats in the episode, too, at her start, he comes in with a, head, a cowboy hat at one point, and then his other little cap, and... You know Jesse's just like no more hats, and we get a beautiful montage of a Star trying on different wigs. You seen after that, it's just almost pissed myself hilarious. Um. Uh. So Star's obviously enraged at Jesse, and we uh, zip over to Cassidy for a while. Refuses to go along with his uh, scheme. He is uh, seized by the other vampires. You know. Who, Icarus is lied to. He's trying to convince the other vampires, you know, what Icarus is going to do to him, but they plan to basically crucify him and expose him to the sunlight. And Cass gets a nice little scene with the, with Grandma there, who comes in and says, you know, uh, she's not going to help him out, but, you know, she, she says some nice words to him. Uh, before Sydney enters the bus to hell with the others, Tulip walks up to her and persuades her to give her the suitcase full of souls. However, Eugene ruins everything and is like, hey, I know you, Tulip. How you doing? And uh, Sydney, of course, forces the switch and Featherstone and Jody leave with the suitcase. And during the ride to hell, you know, they're all talking about different ways to escape or Tulip's trying to figure out how to escape. And she convinces, uh, you know, Hitler and, and Eugene to help. And um, her plan fails. She does manage to get a window broken um, but the, in the end, the Bush is actually ambushed by Nazis with tanks, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, which is presumably Hitler's buddies. I don't know how they managed to get into the hell vortex, but maybe they'll tell us about that. And back to Angelville, TC tells, uh, Marie that Jesse is not shown up yet. And he's a little worried, but she answers, Jesse will come back. He's coming back to kill me. So, that's where we leave it, folks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I couldn't
0: figure out
1: if they were just in a hurry or they couldn't figure out how to light it. But all those scenes in the bus, you can see exactly where um, Eugene's prosthetic attaches. Like they yeah, didn't blend it, was, it at all. It's yeah, it wasn't different
0: colors than the rest of his face. Yeah, I noticed that too. It wasn't wasn't the best job this time around. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's been in so few episodes that that would kind of make sense. They're not working on him every day, and, you know, I don't yeah. know, maybe they shot all this. and get this done. Yeah. Yeah, which also doesn't... They, they spent some money on special effects this, this season, so maybe it all went into the hell stuff, and just Satan's makeup is just fucking fantastic. I mean, it's ridiculously good for, you know, the closer you look at it. It gets a little wonky, like, when he's standing up, you know, you... Can tell it's some pretty fake fur on the legs and stuff, but whatever. Uh, yeah, but I noticed that too. Pat. he's a little, little rough. Uh, so I don't know what to think about next episode. Now I'm just like, uh, I can't wait for one, but I'm also scared. I don't, I don't know why. Every other show that AMC pumps out, they seem to be able to. Yeah, even if the thing isn't like *Fear the Walking Dead*. Even if like half season, they already announced the next season of it and the walking dead always gets renewed really early of course they pull pretty much the best ratings you know at amc you know hands down this show just doesn't have the have the buzz of
1: other shows i remember when it when it came on it was a big deal yeah there were several people there were several people at work that were really excited about it a lot of them because they thought it was a uh smart guy beats up redneck show right yeah and um, that didn't quite turn, turn out to be what it was. Well, um, I don't
0: know how you can. I mean, I don't know how you can even latch onto this show at all if you don't have some knowledge of the, the source material because it's just that bizarre. Um, I'm looking my at, dad a it for yeah, yeah, time a, that he was into it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm noticing on the wiki page, though, it's like serious, just steady decline in ratings. From episode That's one true. season one to now. Um one point six million viewers on uh this F Fought Du Song episode. Uh, so yeah, for some reason just steadily dropping, which I just don't understand.
1: You could just take I was just thinking now with, with uh with Humperdoop. Yeah. You basically take the plot of uh of Halloween three. Uh huh make uh what's his name um hair star you know the big bad in that yeah have them fix it the same way the gra- the grail is defeated but then like humperdue is like going to some whatever so surviving surviving humperdue is goes to some station and it's doing the soft shoe deal right <laughs> and you see these idiot kids watching the show and it's like look at this guy it's like a retarded Jesus,
0: right? Well, that's essentially this it. This is great. Like the, get Gary on the phone; he's got to see this. Yeah, well, I mean, we these these short synopsises didn't mention it, but when we're getting the montage of of uh, Grail's plan to blow up everything, the the signal is literally him doing yeah. the soft shoe, you yeah. know, on TV or whatever, and as soon as he sees that, all the people launch their missiles. So yeah, it's yeah. It's, Totally, season of the witch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Free um, channel. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that came into play right in that one. Those sick fuckers. Um, so, yeah, man, I don't know. So, 1.6 1 million is all it's watching now. I don't, I don't know if that's renewal numbers or not. I'm betting not.
1: Uh, now, are they watching it on? Is this that? Is that just on TV? Not people that are, you know. Say like buying it on Amazon or
0: well this is this has got DVR uh, DVR viewers 0. 0.82 million oh, DVR 1845 0. 0.5 million 1845 uh, like age demographic I think is what they're talking about here but uh, yeah, it doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah,
1: less than a million people DVRing it—that yeah. is fucked.
0: Yeah, and the, the highest it ever got DVR was one point eight three million, I think. Uh, but that's when it was getting four point two one million live. So <sighs> hmm. it is depressing, yeah. but it's like all
1: everybody in that could go can immediately, you know, go do something else.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no... Yeah, you never know. That sometimes comes into play, too. If, if people want to go, it's like, ah, you guys aren't exactly going to be able to give me a raise next year, so we might have to yeah. talk. Or, said, still keeping my fingers crossed that there's been secret negotiations, and AMC has been like, you've got five seasons, do whatever you want, you know, something to that effect. Um, because it's, it's a show, you can't just, you know... There will not be a million of us, but we'll riot if you just don't wrap this up right, guys. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> a million versus your your studio security. Let's have at it. <laughs> Wouldn't
1: that suck? Is like you sign up to go to, like, the AMC protest and everybody there is like in a brown shirt uniform.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, that would be the Fox protest. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, oh, I was, you said I brown shirts, of... not brown coats. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That probably wouldn't be the best call to go as Hitler's minions in a protest. Uh, that it wouldn't be good.
1: <laughs> I was thinking that like some incel could be. It's like watching this. It's like
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd get a tank and rescue Hitler, right? <laughs> I'd do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Occupy would lend us the name to Occupy AMC if we were going to bring a lot of fascists (laughs) with us. Uh, But I'll write them and find out, just in case. Uh. (laughs) All right, so the next episode and final one of this season, I'm just so sad about that already. I thought I had three more to go. Um, Is The Light Above, I think it was? The Light Above, so... Sounded like some God stuff, and, and he did show up briefly in the, in the preview. Uh, and I saw one preview, which is just Jesse returning, and, and he's, he's trying to stop him unsuccessfully. Of course he is. Yep. So we shall see.
1: Well, if this falls apart, there's always,
0: uh, why the last man? Oh. Yeah, that is coming. That's uh, I, I've yet to read that, and I know I need to because you know it's like just one of those books, like Preacher, that you have to read if you call yourself a comic fan. Um, <laughs> well, I've,
1: I've read the I've read most of it.
0: Mm-hmm. But that but, one is uh, oh, it's great. Yeah, well, the the concept, you know, she's you know in, intrigues me because what ten year old, you know, what uh, puberty level male hasn't you know had the. Uh, the fantasy of being the only man in a world full of women, but I'm, I'm sure yeah. it doesn't go it doesn't quite have, that it, that no, well in the in no, the books. No, it just,
1: it, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't go this way. I'm like almost immediately. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this, uh, what is it? Honeywell will have to watch this one because a monkey in it. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. I think that is pretty much his red line. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I, yeah, I'm excited. With Boys is coming too eventually. I'm very excited about that. I don't know if I don't think that's, that's going to be on. Yeah, uh, no. I don't think that's on AMC though. That's going to be on one of the streaming because it needs to be because there's even a lot nastier stuff in that. But uh, I don't know if they'll show a lot of it. <laughs> we'll see.
1: Iron Fist <laughs> is back in two weeks too.
0: Oh, two weeks is it already? Good that the trailers yeah, for September that have been seven. looking good. Well, we Will with Emma. Probably cover that. I know we've dropped the ball on Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. I did want to cover Luke Cage season two, but I mean I'm in a semi-retirement phase right now. <laughs> I'm slowing down on some podcasts and reshaping. Uh, we'll see, but yeah, I, I, we should definitely do Iron Fist too because I want I want to have the you know the contrast of the of the two podcasts that we do on them. You know, because I think it's going to be a much better show than season one. In fact, it, from what I'm seeing, maybe we should just forget season one completely. Yeah. <laughs> and just go with this one. Because it looks like they're going to kind of redo his origin story in a lot more detail. Maybe even a dragon. We don't know. Um, I don't know if they have dragon level budget yet, but uh, fingers crossed.
1: Interestingly, they reference him, they reference him on um, Cloak and Dagger. Actually, Iron Fist? I know
0: they referenced no, Misty Night. Yeah, it was Misty Night. They
1: referenced Misty Night, and then he, uh, there's a scene like, you know, in this world, you, know, you have to, um, what is it, keep up with the Rockefellers, and apparently the Starks and the Rams.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. Shit. Yeah, why not? I've, I've got the first two episodes of that, and I just haven't been able to dive into it yet, but I plan to. Cause
1: it's I'm, really, really, really good. Yeah, that's what I'm reading. Yep. I just finished it last Saturday. Sweet. It took me a while to get all the way through it, but boy, is it good. Sweet.
0: Um, yeah, we'll be still covering stuff here and there, on, on this, and and this, we still have our Shamalim and Ding Dong podcast coming out. I figure we'd wrap up Preacher first, and I could... Uh, put the proper attention to that one, but Glass is a long way away, so we're not missing anything there. But that was a good podcast. You guys are going to enjoy it. Alright, let's wrap it up for one more week here, Pat, and uh, we'll do the bittersweet friggin' finale next week. Oof. Yikes! I'm not ready yet, man. I'm not ready. I needed three more episodes But I have faith that they'll wrap it up one way or another, pretty satisfactorily because they've they've pleased me pretty well thus far, so don't let us down, Seth, Sam, and Evan. We've been hanging in there. We're one of the small million that are watching your asses. (laughs) Alright, Pat, thanks. Pat Dunmore, take a bow. Absolutely. And uh, break a leg on your uh, your remaining uh, shows there, doing A New Hope in the Park. Plan two.
1: Hopefully somebody will put up a video that I'm actually in.
0: I, I freaking love what you've put up so far. Just like the tie, the, the the last battle scene everyone wearing the freaking X wings. Just I was laughing my ass off. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's a, it's a blast of that. Oh man, have a good night and you, too. you out there in internet radio land. Uh, we'll be back next week. Whenever next week gets here, by now. Right.